Disclaimer, this podcast is not to be a substitute for individual therapy. If you need assistance, call 911 if you're in the U.S. or any emergency phone number. If you need help, if you feel depressed, anxious, reach out to someone. This podcast is for educational or entertainment purposes only. Thank you. Hello, social workers, mental health professionals, and change agents. Welcome to another episode of season four of the Social Work Rants podcast. I'm your host, Bash Moreno. Thank you for tuning in, tapping in wherever you're watching and or listening to this podcast. Uh, make sure you hit the red subscribe button on YouTube, type in the Social Work Rants podcast, hit that red subscribe button, uh, show some love, leave comments, you know, hit the like button on, on the videos. Uh, definitely tune in uh, and follow the podcast on Instagram at the Social Work Rants Podcast. That's all one word. You can also follow the podcast on Twitter at Social Work Rants and on Facebook, aka Meta. Hit the like button, uh, type in the Social Work Rants Podcast, and hit that like button. Uh, also, leave ratings if you're listening to, to the podcast on uh, Anchor, Spotify. Uh, they got a, a rate. Uh, a rating system now so you just hit the rating button and on uh, all audio pl- uh, platforms if you can leave a leave a comment uh subscribe hit, hit the like button however uh those other podcast platforms work uh my guess is this time is uh kayla she uh is an msw student out at Rutgers at camden campus uh, also working at catholic charities it's, uh, an agency, at least the umbrella, I know uh, quite well. My, my, my time working in, in Queens. So, uh, Kayla, welcome aboard. Nice to have you. Thank you for thank you for having me. I, I, I love the I love the the Duncan uh, hoodie. Oh, thank you. I uh, <laughs> I drink it quite often. So, <laughs> Dunky Junkie. I've never seen that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's cute. <laughs> Look on Facebook or Amazon, and you'll find it. So. Okay. Yeah, I, I I love me some 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 coffee so <laughs> all day all night. Yep. <laughs> and I and I still pass out. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I think at this point in our profession, coffee um becomes just a thing we drink, not to keep us up anymore. So. Yeah, it's uh it, it, it's something uh. I get a headache right away, so I, I get those withdrawals real, real quick if I don't have my coffee. So yep. it is what it is. <laughs> so uh, let let uh, the viewers and listeners know who you are, what what you're doing. I feel and I mentioned you being being a student. No, we'll we'll tap in into that, but just let people know who you are. Okay, so I'm Kayla Fox. I'm originally from Cherry Hill. Uh, I am currently a social work student at Rutgers University, but on the Camden campus, doing it mostly online. And I also am an intern and working at Catholic Charities in Camden as well. 
So I kind of, I play a bunch of different roles there. Awesome. Uh, what, what made you get into social work? <laughs> so actually COVID, funny enough, of all things. Mm. Um, so I was actually taking a walk with my mom around my neighborhood and I was stopped by an old teacher of mine and we were just talking and catching up and everything. And he said, oh, like, I never understood why you never got into social work or like a human services field. Like you're really good at talking with people and you're really good at understanding people and trying to help solve their problems. So he was diving into how like the ins and outs of social work and everything. And I was like, no, I was like, I'll think about it. Didn't really think <laughs> any of it. Uh, I currently at the time had my bachelor's degree in advertising. Yeah. So I thought like I was going to be a head honcho in like New York working for like a high-end advertising agency. As you can tell, it didn't work out. But <laughs> um, so I started like walking with my mom when we were talking about it. And the next thing I know, I'm on my computer at home looking up grad school uh, programs for social work. And uh, I applied and I was like, you know, I was like, like what you say, shoot your shot. So I yeah, did that. Exactly. And I was like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, they just reject me and say no. But um, I, like I applied and like a month or so later, I got an email and it said, congratulations. And I was like, congratulations to what? Just applying to school. And it was my <laughs> acceptance email from Rutgers saying I got into their social work program. So that's how it started. That, that, that's awesome. It's, yeah. it's funny how COVID like, like changes, changed things like for the better, as crazy as and unprecedented this is, and you know, we we are grieving, grieving something, whether it's not a person, like you know, this like this COVID weight that a lot of people, <laughs> myself included, like gain and like missing how I like I looked in like 2019, or like just just different like small little, little things, or just the way like life was before. Mm -hmm. pandemic like who would have thought like going to like like December 30 31st 2019 and like we heard of like rumblings of something coming in China but and then going into beginning 2020 it's like all right uh, just hearing rumblings and then March come March 2020 comes and like all hell breaks loose and mm -hmm. it's just uh it's crazy how people like really thrived and I think I like to like amplify those stories as, as much as possible more than any, more than anything mm -hmm. I, obviously people like uh had it had it bad like people know who've been listening to my podcast know know my story but I still like try to you know still thrive through my adversity uh as well so I want to talk about those stories too and I've had frank conversations on this podcast by people like well, pandemic's great for me like I'm like business was thriving <laughs> it, it, yeah. it's great like they really have an issue so uh you know, it's it's crazy how social how how you got into social work it's probably thanks to the pandemic yeah I mean I've heard like from like the other people on your podcast how they were like you know starting private practice and opening mm -hmm. up their own businesses and I'm like so people are thriving like <laughs> it's not just the end of the world <laughs> <laughs> no yeah it is it, it's true and, and like I, I started you know, my small business that I'm 
trying to like this year to to thrive like this year's this year's the year to like thrive a little bit this yeah. year so yeah. um you know it, it it just so much uh information out you know everybody was on their phone and talking like whatever they're talking so it's just a lot of information about stuff and um you know gotta got it's almost like too much information of, of what to do, what to what to learn, and just mm-hmm. like I said all the time, gotta like shoot your side, like like you said, and you yeah. got to grad school. How has grad school been for you? It's been interesting. Um, so everyone says, "Oh, I thought you wouldn't want to do it online." Uh, I personally love it online. Um, they just tell me when things are due, and I get them done. But it does suck not having that interaction with my professors and my, uh, and my other, uh, you know, cohort that I'm in, like we talk on like group chats and things like that, but it's not the same. Like we can have conversations about how we feel about certain policies or topics, Mm -hmm. but not being able to see the professor and how they, you know, feel emotionally, um, anything it's, it's kind of, awkward because they're like yeah like we agree with this or we don't agree with it but we can't ask why or like we can ask why in an email but it would only be directed towards us not the whole class yeah that's definitely I can see how 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 little weird that could be and it just I kind of wish that that was an option for for me when when I was in grad school or or at, at least taking a class or two or online and I don't know if it would have helped my my situation by at least having that option and just to try mm-hmm. it but uh de- definitely um you no know, networking as a, mm-hmm. and that you know that's important whether it be like a group chat or doing zooms like we're doing right now yeah. like it's like at least put the name with, with faces like it helps or FaceTime or whatever like mm-hmm. definitely like the, the further you go the I would say network because you just never know. Um, you know, might might need somebody. Uh, like I need a job. Like I'm changing jobs. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you your company hiring is just yeah right. It's just like now you just you just never know. But it's like because you don't have that personal connection to them, yeah. so you don't feel like you can you know up and ask them, yeah. hey, do you know anywhere that has a job? It's more like you want to be more professional about it, yeah. and not like. <laughs> Hey, I'm gonna see you after class because I need to talk to you about something. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, see how how that's a little, a little, uh, little weird. So, um, you have have you been on the campus at all, so, or everything's just been online? So everything has been online. I went on campus, as corny as it is, to take my acceptance pictures uh, with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to see it, and it's very nice. Um, I think it's one of the nicer parts of Camden because Rutgers is taking over they're basically making it a very nice nice area just the part that they're taking over Mm. so I mean like you can easily walk there at night and not feel you know unsafe or anything like that but if you go off the campus then that's when it gets a little a little funky and a little scary so (laughs) wouldn't recommend but um but I personally, I love uh, Rutgers. I, I think they're doing an amazing job, and I think their program so far is 
very good in teaching the clinical side of it and the other side, like the um, policy side and everything like that. Now, now I'm gonna get to the, the Camden part uh, you know, briefly, but like what, what is it about, about Rutgers that, that, that you like, like is, do they do like concentrations or yeah, yeah they like choose like major, like what, like what, what, what exactly is going, going on in, in Rutgers? So once you get accepted, you have to choose whether you want to do policy or clinical. I went the clinical route because I like actually working with people and, you know, talking to them and everything like that. From there, if you want, you can have a concentration, whether it's um, gender and um, like racial and like the ethnic side to it. Um, Then you have aging, you have um, human trafficking and DV. Uh, There's a bunch of them you can choose from. I currently haven't like chose one because all of them are so interesting to me, but I can't have a concentration in every single one of them. (laughs) So I kind of have to decide if I want one and if I do, which one I would want. Gotcha. Yeah, it it seemed like how it was when I was in grad school, you have to choose a concentration, what you want. Like I've definitely been advocating for for grad schools because I know uh, many grad schools uh, used to talk talk about like do private practice, but like okay, without giving like how do you form a business mm-hmm. and like how to like you know learn about taxes and like marketing and where to get clients from. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm definitely an advocate, uh, and I have a strong advocate of grad schools, even just teaching one class, even just like break it down in a semester, like maybe like every like three weeks or so like and you might have to cram everything because there's a lot but at least something to to really offer you can't you can't be like gear us to private practice without giving us like <laughs> the basics of how starting a business that just doesn't make any sense and I think that's why I'm like iffy about doing private practice because I'm not really taught about it I don't I don't have any like knowledge going into it it's more like you now need to talk to someone about it and figure or figure it out on your own. <laughs> right. So I'm like, do I, do I want to take that chance in figuring that out on my own and it succeeding or it not succeeding? But I think like, I agree with you that they should have at least a class, like a semester or something just to give that perspective on the clinical side, because that could determine someone's future like right then and there, if they're thinking about going into private practice and then they learn about it and then they may realize that's not what they want. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Or, or actually realize, oh, there's a lot more that go, goes, yeah. goes into that. And you say, all right, let me do the private practice. And... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, so, so going back to, for, for, for those, uh, viewers or listeners who don't don't know about uh camden new jersey uh camden is is what i would call in my uh at least uh, from what i've read and like seen uh is what what i I call my neighborhood the hood it's like it's like the (laughs) it's it's slowly like gentrifying like i've seen like 
I have friends who 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 are in real estate and like trying to like invest property or it can it's slowly trying to gentrify, but it's mm-hmm. like real slow compared to like uh, other cities and, yeah. and, and in the hood is it's not like East New York, Brooklyn, or it's Mm-mm. like completely like kind of like changed over a little bit, like get houses for like a million dollars. It's not it's not like it's not like that, but it's like slow, very slow. And it's funny because Cherry Hill, where you're from, is you know has been like a, a very like nice you know neighborhood and then you go to like just minutes away is like philly and then mm-hmm. there's nice there's nice areas of philly and there's not not so nice neighbors of philly so camden is like kind of like right in the middle of like you know philly and camden so it's kind of interesting to say the least yeah um so there's a both my parents started their um, professions in Camden. So mm. there's a running joke that my whole family has to start in Camden before they go <laughs> somewhere else. So I've kind of been like used to it in a way, mm. like when it was like bring a child to work day or whatever. My dad worked um, for a company in Camden for like 30 plus years. My mom was a speech therapist in the Camden City School District for a good while before she decided to not before COVID actually. Mm. And um, so, I mean, I kind of was, would go in and out of Camden and see both sides. Cause my dad worked in the corporate side of Camden where there's all the uh, buildings and everything and, you know, security and you had to have a badge to get into the parking lots and everything. And then mm. my mom is like, you know, Camden city, you know, the schools that don't have, you know, all that security, they have little, but the only security your car has there is a gate, which I mean, but I kind of, I like it. I find it very um, interesting to work there from a social work perspective and just going to the Board of Social Services when I have to go pick stuff up and seeing the people that walk in and out of the board and how like, they just seem so not lifeless but like you can see how like upset and distraught they are that something may not be going the right way and then they're told oh go to catholic charities catholic charities can help you <laughs> and then we're like we can try to help you we can't guarantee anything but we will treat you with respect and like a person so <laughs> it, it's fun it's crazy how, how you see like the systemic like racism in a way like play play out in like, you know, a, a city like Camden and just see like the the people and, and like you read books like I read like uh, Savage Inequalities when I was in undergrad and like the different uh, and it was basically a, a, a tale of two cities it was Camden mm-hmm. and, and a Cherry and Cherry Hill and just seeing that was like the first time really like paying attention to to Camden and 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 to find out like things like that still going going on to the, to this day, so it's very 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 interesting. Now you mentioned Catholic charities. Um, tell tell me about uh your 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 work and what what Catholic charities is 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 doing. So, Catholic charities is just is a a nonprofit nonprofit organization that like a majority of the time they help the homeless whether it's with housing food clothing whatever you name it 
but there are sub programs towards it. So we have our housing department, which I work in as an intern. We have our adoption department, which I'm an intern in. And then we have our um, welfare to work program, which I work in. Mm -hmm. So the housing department um, consists of rental assistance, utility assistance. Um, if someone wants to get an apartment and they need help uh, with the security deposit and first month's rent, we will help them. Um, our adoption department currently only does um, research and reunion. So if someone was uh, born and adopted in like the Camden County area or the surrounding area, we may have their file, we can um, give them the information that they need, non-identifier information. Mm -hmm. um, the Welfare to Work program, which I currently work in, um, we are part of a government program called SAFE. So we, so in New Jersey itself, um, recipients of GA, which is general assistance or TANF, they get cash benefits for six years and then that's it, nothing else. Um, so our job is at the six year mark, they get referred to us by the Board of Social Services saying, hey, you have one year left of your benefits. We wanna help you. So we're gonna give you an extra year to work with this intensive case manager. And you are going to figure out how to save the remaining time that you have left. Um, there are people who are employable, which we would help to find them jobs, get them training, get their GED, whatever the case may be. Um, but then we have the unemployable ones who have chronic illness or are physically and mentally unable to work. So that's when we get them like uh, medical forms exempting them from working, but they will still get their cash benefits, but their case will stop with us until this form expires. Gotcha. So it's kind of like, it's like exciting and disheartening and like confusing and stressful and like every emotion you could probably think of, I have gone through within a 24 hour period of the time. Mm -hmm. So I love it, honestly, because I get to work one-on-one -on -one with people. Mm -hmm. I don't have to work in a group of people. I just work solely with them. And I'm like, okay. So then when we do our intakes, it, we, I ask them, okay, like, who are you? And then the whole, whole story unfolds most of the time. Mm -hmm. But then sometimes you get the clients who don't want to talk or they have yeah. no idea why they're, why they're with us. And then I have to explain to them, like, who we are, what we do, right? And like, pull teeth, basically, like, <laughs> trying to get questions. And I'm like, this is going to be really painful if you don't just tell me because right. I'm going to sit here and ask you every question one by one <laughs> and the CSA is pretty long so I'm like oh man yeah no, yeah unfortunately that it is it comes with the territory in our field like people just very guarded and just have like trust issues and now we got a pandemic and people just like you just kind of like walking like zombies like you mentioned earlier is just 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 living and not 
and like barely just going like day by day. Sometimes I feel like that is just like, what day is it today? Like if, mm-hmm. if I don't if I don't watch a certain TV show I'm used to seeing on TV, I will not know what day of the week unless I look yeah. at my phone or or, or the calendar. It's just sometimes just the days just just blend together. So I mm-hmm. can't can't even imagine like you know, people who are really struggling like day in day out. And it's like what what where I'm gonna get 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 the help help from. Mm-hmm. And you know, the Catholic charities, like I mentioned, like they do a lot a lot of stuff. No, in the communities like they, you know, the umbrella is pretty big throughout the the New York, you know, tri-state area. So, mm-hmm. uh, and with a gamut of different services. So, uh, yeah, even outpatient therapy, which I did, you know, briefly. So it, it's, you know, they they do a lot of services in the community. How how how's it been working there while the pandemic is still going on? So we're all in the office um we have clients come in very infrequently like there'll be some that come in just just because and they ask for assistance or they have a meeting with uh, a case manager um most of the time though our meetings are over the phone Mm -hmm. so they actually don't get to see who we are which i think is is hindering them from wanting to comply with us because they have no idea who we are even though we can you know verbally tell them and express in like you know our vernacular and everything that (laughs) we care and like we are there for them and we understand I mean we don't in any means understand what they're going through Mm -hmm. but like we understand you know that they need help that they need like guidance or like a shoulder you know but I think seeing us in person would be so much better because then they could actually see the, you know, the understanding that we have and like, you know, the concern that we have and then like the passion that we actually like, you know, want to, you know, relay to them in some way, shape or form, whether it's a letter or an email or a voicemail, which the amount of times I have to leave a voicemail, but like, (laughs) but then I sit there and I'm like, you know, like, I want to help you. And like, there's only so many times you can say that to someone. Yeah. Because like going to the board, they don't hear that at all. They yeah, don't hear that I want to help you. Yeah, of course. It is then I'm sure you got to document all that. It's so only so many mm. times like you know, case manager or social worker <laughs> left a voicemail. Like <laughs> it's just you're just changing the dates. So like uh, uh, yep. <laughs> coffee and paste coffee to make and just paste. change the date. <laughs> And, and and it'd be like and it, and it does be like that sometimes especially doing case management work which is uh a, a beast in, in, in itself and it mm-hmm. doesn't really get talked about as much as as it should you know because a lot of work go, goes into that so mm-hmm. um so i i know i know throughout like new york and new jersey and even throughout the country uh the, these housing referendums or one by one like expiring so is mm-hmm. catholic charities like anticipating an influx of possible intakes for people in housing assistance or yes. or are you already seeing that already um we saw it before the moratorium was uh lifted um Currently, there's not that many. I'm not really working with the rental assistance currently. I do like 
very few here and there. Gotcha. But um, the two case managers currently, I think one has 24 clients and the other mm. one has 17 currently. And a lot of them just call asking for rental assistance and they're behind on rent. Um, there is a period of time though uh, where they can request an exemption for not being evicted for X amount of time if they show proof that it was COVID related. And I forget the months offhand. And then there's like another subsection of months where like they have to show that it was COVID related and that they're below the poverty line and like all this other stuff. So there's a lot of uh, legal aspects that need to follow through before they end up getting evicted but they are trying to give people leeway so they don't have to go through that. Which is, which is a good thing. And, and, and I know Jersey does things differently uh, from my experience, depending what county you're in, you, mm-hmm. you know, you might, you might get better assistance if you're in a county where there's a quote unquote, like the, the hood compared to like a, <laughs> Uh, or let's see like you know neighborhood you might compare some might get something in Essex County which I used to live for a year to Bergen County which I lived from for nine years in Bergen at least at the time I lived there you couldn't get anything <laughs> if you needed, yeah. needed assistance so it's uh it depends where, where you live and I know, uh, you know Governor Murphy in, in New Jersey is you know, just got reelected back in um, mm-hmm. November 2020, and he's trying to got a lot of work to do still, and he's you know, he's trying what you know what he can, and it's it's an interesting time that that we're living in in terms of housing, and uh, I definitely believe we're gonna see a lot more of uh, housing issues in, mm-hmm. in, in social work. Yeah, um, I know in Camden there's a lot, so the Catholic Charities I work for covers the six southern counties of South Jersey. So it's Camden, Salem County, Atlanta County, Burlington, um, Cape May County, and then there's like one more. But um, in New Jersey itself, there are five Catholic Charities that serve um, five different dioceses. Gotcha. So I've seen a lot in my in Camden County and uh, not a little bit in Burlington County. Um, I haven't really heard much of like the other ones and how they're um, like what their numbers are or anything like that. Right. But um, I think we're the the uh, county that has the most like population that are dealing with these housing issues and where the eviction moratorium kind of saved them in a way. And now they're like, you know, being snapped back into reality. So. Right. And, and, and that goes back to earlier, the um, systemic racism mm-hmm. in a way going on that, you know, the the things in the hood as like my eye, I'm like my eye, having issues my eye <laughs> re-recorded, um, like issues with systemic racism in, in the hood that everything happens in the hood, affects the hood first and then it, it affects everybody else so it's mm-hmm. like i'm not surprised you know, to kind of see that in other uh, urban cities you know as well i know uh you know new york as well and other parts 
uh, of New, New Jersey uh, having having these issues and throughout the country. So it's uh, interesting time. And I, I know, uh, you know, talking to real estate people, talk they always talk about is another uh, real estate bubble happening, and mm-hmm. like, part of it is because of all this moratoriums that are 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 ending. So uh, it's uh, an interesting is interesting time. So I could definitely see uh, people seeking mental health services and their main issues like I need housing and like like what do you do? There's not much available. It's, they're just building building houses, but there's people can't afford them. What's not mm. <laughs> yeah. Our our clients that we serve in uh, they know they don't they don't have like oh all this money in the bank. Um mm-hmm. and because they no welfare to work, no they don't allow you to have all this money in the bank to begin with anyway. So it's like otherwise you can't get no SNAP benefits. So it's mm-hmm. it's uh all just all this system is you know messed up and it's you know hopefully people really uh get the help that they need i know like new york city you know had like a similar program of, of helping people who are behind rent and actually pay like a couple of months like in advance just to get people ahead like so it is it is what it is with mm-hmm. with what's going on so uh you know, good luck with 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 that in capital charities. Yeah. I know they, they they're trying to do you know pretty good work as it is. Yeah. Um, and go from there. Uh, that yeah, I, never a dull moment. I will tell you that much. Never a dull moment. <laughs> yeah, that's just so social work in general is yeah. never a dull a dull moment. Um, and then yeah, I got here with a bunch of snow too. <laughs> so yeah. top of that. Yeah. <laughs> um so what like where what do you see yourself doing once you're you're done with grad school um was it too early to sell I don't I don't know um I'm very I love working at Catholic Charities and I want to stay there only because I am invested in them and I do um I do see myself being there for a while um if anyone from Catholic Charities is listening, I'm not leaving anytime <laughs> soon. Don't worry. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I've always wanted to work for DCP and P and I know people are always like, you know, that's like the highest burnout rate. Um, what is that for really people? Don't know. Uh, so DCP and P is our, our form of uh, child protective services. Okay. Um, so it was first called DIFUS, and then it was um, transferred over to DCPMP. Gotcha. But um, they have the highest turnaround rate for case management, only because you walk in and you're already slapped with however many cases from the previous person that left. Right. So I don't know what it is about that place, but it <laughs> intrigues me and I want to work there. Um but I don't know, like I'm, yeah. I'm very open. Um, you like to challenge yourself. So yes, I do. A straight perspective. I do. I really do. <laughs> um, but then I also have a very um, special place in my heart for adoption. So it's like, do mm. I want to go that route too? And I don't know. I'm at a crossroads when someone asks me, what do you want to do after grad school? I'm like, can I do everything? Is that a possibility? <laughs> but you 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 can it's just gonna gonna take time you just, yeah. 
go one place and then I want to try this population. And mm-hmm. I, no, no, I've been you no know, blessed and lucky to work with so many different populations in in twenty years in in this actual field of social work. Um, so it, it it could be be done, and then you figure out you no know, what you want to do, and just just uh, don't just uh, fall in love with just one place and yeah. no be too comfortable because think things happen and like. We ain't get the money we anticipated in the budget this year. Like that's that's a red flag. <laughs> <laughs> I've always looking for 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 the red for the red flags. And mm-hmm. like even when I've in the past I gone to John interviews because you know, I've been laid off before and like and had another company like lose like a million dollars a month and from their budget and like in a matter of six months and it's, it's like so when I go interviews I'm like okay what's your how, how you guys get your money so that mm-hmm. we could get paid so it's uh you know it's important to to find out if especially if they just focus on Medicaid money then nah. you know, the, the federal government that's like the first thing that gets cut is Medicaid Medicare so it's like mm-hmm. hey. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's unfortunate that you know the government state and federal and local be like yeah it's social work social work this social work that but you gotta you gotta pay us and not and not cut you know these services and these benefits so that uh, we can make a living and our clients could get the services that they need mm-hmm. exactly so uh um how's uh so you got into social work based on the pandemic how how's the for you personally how else like how's pandemic been for you um it's been stressful um but exciting and uh a lot of new opportunities um it does suck that um there's so many precautions that have to be taken especially like to see my family but um being like for the longest time we were doing a zoom like family meeting like once or twice a week just yeah we would yeah we were doing that too yeah yeah and it was like all of us and like we would just talk and like try to make light of the conversation um but like I don't know I'm very glad that I like in the midst of COVID I was able to find like where I belong like professionally and like kind of figure out who I'm supposed to be as a person even though you're doing that all the time no matter if there's a no national like a pandemic going on or anything like that um personally I'm very happy um because I got engaged during COVID congratulations Um, thank you uh so that is uh exciting and fun and the whole process of planning a wedding and everything even though it's a few years away but still it's uh definitely something to look forward to yeah yeah absolutely uh i definitely know what what it's like to be yeah i know you you, uh you got engaged as well congratulations thank you of course i'm I'm trying to push for uh a city a city hall wedding so that uh (laughs) it just needs to be done and then we just do the party uh afterwards because just the, the way the pandemic is is just never know like it's official yeah. in case something happens and we got documents that yeah we married and 
just, just handle the benefits and do what mm-hmm. you got to do. What you got to do. So, yeah. Yeah. so it's, it, it, and it's those, those things that don't get talked about. And, and, and if we have clients going through that, that too, that you know, we have clients mm-hmm. pa- passing away and it's like, what, what do you do with, with the burials and, and or they left money or they don't have insurance, life insurance is you mean go fund go fund me so it's it's a, it, 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 it's a lot and there's a lot that that's happened so i'm glad good things has happened with you yes engagement social work grad school and uh, yeah so I'm, I'm happy for you thank you thank you so where so where can people uh, find you at so i am on instagram uh it's Kayla the Fox 1997. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, uh, just uh, my email, which is uh, Kayla F222 at gmail.com. So yeah, those are mostly the places that I'm primarily active per se. Um, so yeah, I'm still in the midst of working on like a website to just like introduce who I am and everything like that. But uh I'm having my handy dandy tech, technologically savvy father help me with that because I don't really know how to do that. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's some just website. Yeah, I'm not that tech savvy my, myself. Like, even though I did the website on my own, but it was like a lot of a lot of work, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to update it. And it's like, how do I up, upload these new pictures? Yeah. <laughs> Still to <laughs> this day, update. when I look at it, I'm like, Dad, what do I do? <laughs> I need some help here. So like he'll fix it. And he's like, can I just like teach you how to do it? So that way you don't have to keep like messaging me every time you want something fixed. And I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> so. But it was good that you have a, have a dad who's tech savvy to, yes. to, to help you. It is a blessing and a curse at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much for, for, for coming on. I'm, Thank you for having me. It was, it was great talking to you. So, yes, likewise. And, uh, you know, uh, no, but, but if you need anything, by all means, you no, know, I'm the email, uh, IG message, message away to Thank you. connect and like, you know, keep up the great work. Uh, Thank you. At Catholic Charities and, you know, in grad school. And uh, I definitely uh, somehow connect with people like you just know never know social work is a big field but very small at the same time yeah just uh never know your co-workers might be next supervisors program directors whatever and hiring like hey i got a job like come on (laughs) come on down and give me your resume email me your resume and so you just never know exactly and i hope your professors actually uh promote like networking as well because that's that's definitely important that's great yeah yeah a lot of them give us their um like wherever they're working their websites or whatever a lot of them always tell us oh you can email us after if you have any questions but like when I went back to it like you kind of have to be formal about it because you haven't really (laughs) met them but I mean I'm very thankful that all of them have been so generous so far in um, letting us see where they work and uh, whether it's them. Some of them have actually said like they would give us a reference even like, oh, that's you know, amazing. 
And I'm like, well, that that's one less person I have to ask. But like, exactly. it, it's great though. Like, it's a great um, connection to have, and like, as like in your back pocket if you need something. So, no, that 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 that's great. And uh, and uh, Ruckus, keep up the keep up the great work. Thank you, <laughs> thank you. Uh, have a good one. Thank you too.